Hello. You're listening to Your Pets, Our Pets, a podcast series brought to you by Regency Pet, recorded at the Regency Insight Studio, located at Regency's World Headquarters in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm Scott Butts, president of Regency Pet, the nation's leading aftercare pet services provider, distinguished by premium service, quality, reliability, responsiveness, and our overall nationwide coverage. Kevin McAllister formed Access Holdings in 2013 and has more than 20 years of private equity experience. He manages and oversees all firm activities. Prior to Access Holdings, Kevin was with Sterling Partners, where he was a member of the Investment Committee. He was responsible for approximately $2 billion in assets and for partner capital investment. In addition to Sterling Partners, Kevin served at American Capital, J.P. Morgan, Accenture, and Kearney as an M&A banker and strategic consultant, respectively. Kevin received his BA in economics from Dickinson College and an MBA in finance from Chicago Booth. Kevin, welcome. Wow, Scott. Thank you. Wow uh, is right. Wow. And uh, I've got the easy job. You've, you've got the hard one as a leader of a business and the, the individual that establishes the mission and the values and uh, operates as the cheerleader and kind of brings everybody together. So it's a real pleasure to be here and real pleasure to be here in the studio. In the studio. The Regency I mean, Insight Studio. This is beautiful. This is amazing. I think, Scott, you are always kind of uh, on the edge and leaning forward, you and Alana and the rest of the team. I think this is going to become kind of standard practice for most businesses and the way they communicate with their teams and, and their customers. So kudos to you guys for putting together this beautiful studio. It's really a pleasure to be here. Well, Kevin, I, you know, I've known you what now, uh, going on three years, I guess. Yeah, dog, and, uh, dog years. Dog, dog years, years so. man. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, Regency is, you know, we're just thrilled about the support that you provide to all of us. Uh, we do have just incredible team members in the field that are so compassionate and care about families and really appreciate the support that that, that uh, all of Access, you and your team are able to give us to realize our dreams. We're having a lot of fun, but today we're just thrilled. We want to we want to talk talk a little bit more with you, learn a little bit more about about access, and you know our our company uh, knows about the support you provide to us. They they don't see you on a day to day basis, but I think they'll gain a lot out of getting to know you a little bit better and hearing about the values of the firm and and sometimes it's it's don't just take it from me. Let's hear it. Let's hear it from 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 you. Well, uh, I appreciate that, Scott. But it's it's really my pleasure to be here and immensely appreciative of everything you and the team are doing to really uh, innovate and lead in the uh, pet aftercare space. It, and that's our pleasure, is to, to help scale and build and give the resources and tools and expertise to a business like Regency so that you can execute on the mission, the mission to bring kind of high quality human services to the pet parents out there. And as we aspire to you know, bring these great, uh, long-lasting, incredible legacy brands together to build an amazing company, and and realize the vision really that that you've had and so many of our incredible owner operators who have who partnered with Regency have had. Kevin, I got to ask you before we before we dive into our conversation today. Cats, dogs, other? Definitely dogs. Definitely dogs. Ten years old, golden retriever picked me up from school. Molly, amazing, 
amazing dog. So we're dedicating our conversation today here to Molly. Molly McAllister. Got it. Thank you. I, maybe I, it's a great place to start just to hearing more about, about your journey with, with Access, your vision, how you founded the firm, and, and then you know ultimately telling us about the firm today. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you said in the, in the intro, I started Access Holdings back in uh, 2013, but I spent my entire career as uh, either a banker or a strategy consultant early. Banker, you're just an agent. You just transact. You, you make, make a deal happen or you kind of uh, bring companies together. And as a strategy consultant, you make recommendations to, to leadership teams as to how they might you know, uh, deliver a better service or product to the market. And uh, both of those are the, you know, great places to, to learn early. But about 20 years ago, coming out of business school, I had the opportunity to ostensibly combine them and really be the principal, uh, have the opportunity to, to identify markets you know, that, that had kind of latent opportunity, like, like the pet aftercare space, and to, with, with capital and uh, with, with that kind of strategic framing, bring those skill sets together to help really build uh, enduring market-leading businesses. And that's, that's the excitement. So I did that uh, for a number of years for some other firms uh, you mentioned, and you've gotten to meet a bunch of those people. I tend to seem to collect advisors and mentors because I've always had this kind of philosophy, I have a mentor, be a mentor. You know, Dare to Dream, 2013, after having partnered with many entrepreneurs, decided to take the plunge myself and start my own firm. You know, that that's a pretty uh, enlightening experience, I have to tell you, in the early years particularly. You know, a lot of nights staring at the ceiling, three, four o'clock in the morning going, what have I done? You know, I have a family, I have four daughters, uh, four, four beautiful daughters. And you go, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on you. And I think, you know, that's one of the pleasures in our business, uh, having kind of brought 20 wonderful entrepreneurs into our family already at Regency alone, is to, to have that kind of shared experience that I know they've had. I know they've stared at the ceiling at three or four o'clock in the morning. And then to be able to kind of not only empathize with their experience, but better yet, kind of how do we help them realize on that vision they have? And that's part of the journey for us at Axis Holdings, which is sitting down with entrepreneurs, not saying, hey, you want to buy your business, but hey, where do you see the opportunity in the market? Where do you see the challenges? What would you do if you had a clean sheet of white paper and, uh, and, and unlimited capital resources or uh, some experts around digital capabilities? So it gives us tremendous pleasure to sit down with folks and help them realize on their potential and vision. And as you know all too well, everything we do at Access is a purposeful mission-driven business. And so it uh, makes getting up in the morning a heck of a lot easier when you're doing something where the customer can really be delighted. And even in a terrible uh, circumstance, like maybe the loss of a loved pet, uh, to be able to give them just the best possible service that exists for that, that event, which is an unfortunate one at that. But, you know, we're out there and we're there to help them. The vision that, that you described and you have in, in, in for not only for your firm, but for the, for the companies that you build and support being built with the firm. You know, I, I, the last couple of years, spent a lot of time with you and, and, and your team and getting to know you better. I know culture and character are really important to you. Okay. A lot of folks uh, that are listening to this have heard me talk about how important it is to me personally and for the ethos of who we are, yep. that we're connected with folks that share those kind of values. And I thought I'd ask you a little bit about culture and uh, you know ha- how you build culture at at access and and what's really important to you in the culture of the firm. I don't know where to even start on this because it's 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 so fundamental, right? I think you have a bit of the same mentality. I think many of us do, which is, you know, life's too short. You know, I want to work with people 
I want to work with, people who have good values, people who do what they say they're going to do. And when you don't, you know, if you've just with the very fundamental kind of tenant, you want, you want high integrity folks who are truthful, who endeavor, you know, to deliver on their promises or die trying. That's, that's really it. I mean, um, and when you find folks who, you know, like to build and want to succeed and bring and improve upon whatever it is, even if it's already something great, there's always an opportunity to improve. So I think what, what I'm most proud of um, at Access is, you know, we've built an organization that is very much about standing alongside our partners and helping them scale their organizations, helping them realize on their their dreams. I mean, so often we've had conversations with, with Lenny, who's a great entrepreneur, built a wonderful business. And I remember sitting down with Lenny and saying, isn't there this awesome opportunity out there in the pet aftercare space? And you've done such a good job already achieving so much of it. And he said, yeah, but I'm, you know, I know I could do more M&A. I know that I need to build better technologies for my customers. And those are things that maybe I'm not exactly sure how to tackle. And being able to say there, you know, kind of lock arms and say, we can go do this together. And then be able to bring in exceptional, extraordinary leadership resources, one of whom I'm sitting right next to, who can, who can lead from the front and lead by doing and and uh, recognize the team around them for all the extraordinary work they do and really be collegial and bring everything together. I mean, that's what it's all about. It makes it easy to get up the next day and come to work. And so it's, uh, I don't know, there's a lot there I just said, but yeah. it, it, it really, we viscerally live it. One of the things we did, you know, culturally too as a firm is a lot of organizations get really too thin. They, they try to do too many things, try to have you know, a lot of, lot of uh, investment firms have a lot of investments. And um, we made a very deliberate decision in order to have deeper relationships, in order to kind of think more strategically and, and lean in more with our partners to have, just have fewer. And I think, I don't know if it's as much as, you know, it allows you to live your culture a little bit more because you're not so scattered and spread thin and, you know, darting from one activity to the next, you can actually get deep. And so, you know, I think that's that's another element, maybe more of a, a deliberate decision than a culture, but I think it supports our culture. What you just described, I, I can, you know, go back some years and, and uh, wore the uniform, United States Marine Corps, and, and uh, we would, uh, uh, so many officers and, and senior enlisted Marines and uh, folks that had an influence on me as a, as a young Marine officer and, and, um, and we would talk command climate and that the climate that is created really is kind of a, a spark towards a great culture. And the climate is, is how you treat people and how you communicate and how you collaborate. And that's what I hear you describing. And I see it when I, I have the privilege to work, you know, side by side with, with, uh, with you and your team. And, and I just, I, I, I love seeing your culture in action every day, but it's really about how you treat each other and how you walk side by side, you so, know, and uh, how you listen to ideas, how you push, right? But push with discontent, but with, with a, a, a problem-solving attitude, it's different. It's one thing to be just unsatisfied. It's another to be positively discontent with where you are. You're just, you're just, you just know we can do more. And that's that when I think of your culture and I hear you describe that's that's it. And Scott, you live it. I, I, you do, you know, you're, you're raising kids, right? So you kind of have, I have rules in my household and the rules that I think apply universally, right? The, the first one is treat other people like you want to be treated. Uh, the second one is never, ever, ever give up the old Winston Churchill, 
you know, he sits down and gets back up and says, never, but never, ever, ever give up. Always tell the truth, right? And always have a positive attitude. And I, you know, that's what I love about the team you're building here is, is you guys exude that. And the never, ever give up is you're relentlessly discontent about, can we do something better? How do we get engaged more with our customers? How do we, how do we share more with the pet parents? So it's, it's, um, trying to simplify things because I feel like I rambled a little bit there before, but you know, you follow those sort four simple rules and I think you guys live them and I think that that creates an enduring organization. You know, I feel like we're we're quickly moving this conversation into leadership and culture and climate. I mean it, it they are a result of, of effective influence and influence really how so many like to define the ability to lead and serve others. But um, I know leadership development is very important to you. Mm-hmm. I see it in the books that you have us read and sure. you read and topics that are in meetings, the topics that are in your annual summits, both both in kind of formal settings, but also informally conversations that we have. I know leadership, ongoing professional leadership development amongst your team and amongst the leadership teams in the portfolio companies is so important to you. I also think about experts you have in the ecosystem like Kim Powell. Just, sure. just I know this is very important to you. And, you know, and, and at Regency, we, we share this passion. I think our general managers are passionate about leading and serving their teams. And, and the, the, senior, the senior team, you know, we really see ourselves as serving the organization. We're at the bottom. That's a passion for leadership. And so I wanted to, I wanted to ask you just how you define a leader. Yeah, well, a, a leader is, uh, you know, someone who has a point of view, right? And it's informed by engaging with their team. Uh, a leader is someone who does what they say they're going to do and doesn't ask people to do something they wouldn't do themselves uh, from a values perspective. And a leader is someone who, uh, you know, like I said, shows up, does the work, has a point of view, uh, leans in. Some of the values just talk about treats other people like they want to be treated. So, I mean, you know, Scott, there's really few better leaders that I've worked with in my career than you. Yeah, has that has that servant kind of mentality, that, that humility, they're willing to be a coach. And we talk about have a mentor, be a mentor. I think that's immensely important. A leader is someone who's continually willing to learn and engage with others. We had a, uh, we had a, we had a conversation, I think, I think so many that are listening uh, to this know Michael Rogers as well, who is just such a critical part of our team and is it behind the scenes? Absolutely, but is is a powerful part of the organization overall, and I know works closely with you, and and I uh, you know I'm privileged to be able to, to work with him. Couldn't get out of you know couldn't start a day without him. He's amazing. Yeah, he's a remarkable individual. He is, and in, in for sure. And uh, as I've got to know him better, you know, we've had conversations about you know our relationship with Access, our management team's relationship. We have an incredible team, and I just think every day, you know, we're just I'm just trying to keep up with this group and. But we talk a lot about about just trying to be better every day, and to me, there's leadership in that itself. You know, and as as um, so, I, I appreciate you sharing sort of that that you know passion to learn and and being humble, and those are such leadership strengths. It's great. I love this conversation. I want to shift a little bit into the buy and build kind of philosophy mm-hmm. and. And, and maybe specific to, to Regency, but just in general, you know, I recently wrote, read a paper that you wrote entitled Driving Growth Through Purposeful and Systematic M&A. 
Uh, we shared this around the organization just mm-hmm. so they have some insight into what they're a part of. Sure. It's important. It gives more of the why and understanding who's really behind the support of the growth at Regency. But can you talk just a little bit about your approach to, to M&A, but also how you define, we hear high-velocity buy and build. Sure. Can you talk just a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And we're actually we're just about to put another paper out. It's, it's called The Access Way, Partnering, um, Scaling, Innovating. So it's, uh, it's, it's an, it's an add, add-on to what we, we had previously published. But you know, there is um, a number of these essential service-based uh, businesses in the United States that have been built by these wonderful entrepreneurs over, over the last couple decades. The pet cremation domain is exactly one of those. And um, it's a hyper-fragmented industry of over 1,000 uh, operators. And the challenge for many of those operators in the, in the evolving world today is you know, the, the, the requirements from a human capital insurance standpoint. You know, the burdensome levels above 50 employees or the need to digitize or perhaps the fact that their customers are consolidating as is happening in our industry here with the veterinary practices. And so the challenges those organizations are facing are, are acute. They're very real as to how they go about serving. As we went around well before we ever made the investment, as what, you know, we do a ton of research, spend a lot of time with the community, we heard consistently you know, the demand that was increasing from the consolidating veterinary clinics for technology and resources. And so when those types of forces occur in a market, you know, that's somewhere where we think we can participate and be accretive. And uh, we can be accretive by establishing a relationship with a handful of participants in the industry or one participant in the industry, in particular this time was, was Lenny with Regency, and help kind of bring those capabilities to bear, but not just for Lenny, but to, to many other operators. And so the, the, the process under which we, we go in a, about doing that is to ostensibly buy and integrate these operations. And we, we use homogeneous because we're not buying some, we're buying you know, pet cremation operators that you know, generally have a lot of commonality. Now, obviously, as we've you know, spent more and more time in this industry, what we've come to realize is not all pet cremation operators or uh, pet aftercare providers are the same. You know, some have a very different perspective on kind of their mission and their values and the way they serve their families. And obviously, we've made a very deliberate decision when you're bringing a bunch of things together that they have a similar culture and a similar basis of values. And so what I'm super excited about, and it's it's because of your leadership and the collective team's leadership, and is we're bringing together those operators that are very much mission-driven, that they care about their pet parents, they care about their veterinary relationships, and they want to provide tremendous service, and they're completely transparent about what they're doing for those, for those pet parents. And so the, the homogeneous systematic, well, that's all the you know, process and rigor and you know, all the things you guys do incredibly well and you're rolling out, and it's a skill set that we've developed. Uh, we have executed... Uh, over 90 add-on acquisitions as a firm for different entities since 2016. What's great is as our platforms get bigger and bigger, uh, they're doing more and more M&A. I think we're going to cross that number in early Q3. We'll be north of 100 add-on acquisitions. And obviously, you've spent a lot of time with us doing them alongside of us. We're all a big team together, which is, which is a ton of fun. You obviously see the process and the way we go about 
executing a transaction. So we, we think we built a pretty darn good playbook around that. Uh, that's one of our elements of differentiation in the market as, a, as an investor. Yeah, I mean, two, two things that, that stand out, I know, from, from, from your comments, and I, I love this, it's, you know, thinking about the, 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 and being intentional in how and who we partner with, but then intentional in the speed with which we bring them in to scale the business. And, mm-hmm. man, I think Regency now, you know, we're operating over, over 30 care centers, serving over 4,000 veterinarian uh, partners, um, pacing to serve 700,000 families this year across 25 states. This is in uh, just a little over two years. Pretty extraordinary. And I wanted to ask, you know, kind of on behalf of the organization, but certainly, you know, these conversations we're having all the time, and it's, it's kind of one of those one or two things from your perspective that we can do today where we're at in our journey that helps us be best positioned for the future. Wow, Scott, you guys are doing so many darn things well. And I think just continue to be, continue to lack any contentment. <laughs> you know, keep, keep on reaching, keep on aspiring to do better. You know, what I'm so excited about is I have the a benefit of sitting in the room with you guys at a board meeting and I understand what you guys are gonna do in six months, right? And the groundwork you're laying today to better serve all of our, our veterinary partners and all of our pet parents. So I, I just say, keep the pedal to the metal. It's not something I have to you know, ever say, say to you, Scott, you move at a million miles an hour. So, um, but I do think something that, that you said that, that really is central to everything we do at Access, and I think it's, it's very much becoming part of your DNA too, which is being very purposeful. And you know, what does that mean? That, that means you know, having that point of view, moving towards it all the time, having that vision, moving with your values. We, we use a term of art all the time. I think I might've even service marked it because I you know, had some investors say, oh, that's really interesting, which is let's go buy businesses we wanna own versus those that are for sale. And, and what you wanna own, that means you actually have a point of view and what you wanna own, you're buying things, uh, you're partnering with, with individuals that have the same values you do. Um, that, that operate under the same kind of levels of transparency and integrity. And uh, if you do that, it, it, it's really one of the elements that makes a high-velocity buy-and-build strategy successful. If, you, if you're buying people without the same values or without the same business model, you're going to have a, a hard time. You guys have done a heck of a job. Our general managers uh, at our care centers, you know, we really think of the whole organization supports that general manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heartbeat of the organization it's our frontline team members, and and we're all here to serve G, GMs and and their teams on the front line. Those who know best, we say this a lot. You know, those that know best are closest to the product, the service, and and the family. This team, I I know they'd love to get just a piece of advice as they pursue growth. You know, really work hard to create job security for their for their teams and advance career opportunities. But for the heartbeat of Regency, which is again those GMs and those frontline teams, what advice would you give them? Always do the right thing. Do, do what you'd want somebody to do for you. The shoe is on the other foot. To your employees, to your customers. Focus on the service. Focus on the family. Focus on the people. Yeah. The rest always takes care of itself. Yeah. I love it. I mean, you take good care of your employees, Scott. They're going to take good care of your customers. And, uh, you know, us investors will be just fine if you do those things. <laughs> so I've really appreciated this time with you. I'm not going to let you go yet because i got a lightning round for you. I'm oh, going to no. put you on the spot. I got a lightning round. Okay, so here we go. So we're going to finish up today with Kevin McAllister, founder of Access Holdings. Proud to say, my friend and and partner partner in this.
Okay, I got first. Some of these are going to be pretty, pretty, pretty good layups for you. You I, ready? I didn't, I didn't get any of this stuff before the, before the match here, uh, Scott. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a, with a softball right up front here. What's the best book you ever read? Catcher in the Rye. Strong. Old Man in the Sea. I mean, yeah. I, I could go number two. Okay. Got. Okay, got another one for you here. Your house is on fire. All living things and people are out. You have the opportunity to run in and grab one item. What are you going to get? Everything else is safe that I care about. Everything else is just a thing. You're hugging. Yeah. You're hugging and being thankful for what you have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've got, so, so, so you're not asking me that question, but if you did, we've got <laughs> a, uh, you know, my, my family's got a long history of military service. And, and we've got a shadow box that's, that has five generations. Oh, my God. Of, that's awesome. Of, of service it's, that's a, uh, kind of been all put together. And I tell you, I, I would, someday I want to hand that to my son, Mason, uh, who I, I don't know where he gets it, but he wants to be a Marine infantry officer. Go figure. Uh, don't know where the influence came from, but, but uh, boy, I tell you what, I, I, would, I would, making sure that Jen and Mason and Jesse are all safe and sound, I, I'd probably run in after that. You know, I'm going to pause there, Scott. Like, that, to me... You know, you think about these, that's a great American family to have that many generations that have chosen to, to serve and, and put themselves in that, that line of risk. I mean, what, what, uh, you gotta be proud of that character as a, as a, that's just some good genes, man. It's, uh, you know, it's accents from Southern Indiana and, you know, we do a couple things there. We shoot the hoop. I'm a, you know, I'm a little guy, but I can shoot the rock, Kevin. You're definitely you an outside guard. But, uh, I'm an outside guard. <laughs> But uh, but but uh, boy, I, I tell you what, we, we you know my family grew up. We love serving our country, so so good stuff. Thank uh, you. I got two more for you. So you're sitting on a beach overlooking this 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 gorgeous sand and water, just just beautiful. You have the opportunity to have a long conversation with anyone, living or dead. Who would it be? I think I'd like to talk to Winston Churchill. I love all his quotes. Mm. Yeah, what I mean, lived in an incredibly interesting time. Kind of sat between. You know, Russia and the U.S. and the next question I had was, "What's the best advice you ever received?" You said, "With with Winston Churchill, you're asking that question all day and uh, getting filled up." Yeah, I think I think uh, boy, my dad gave me a lot of good advice. We used to drive around on Saturdays, throw a canoe on the roof, and go like you know paddle some river, or lake in New Hampshire. Um, so there's a lot of long conversations there, but I think it's treat other people like you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. You do that, everything else kind of takes care of itself. I Indeed. Think it, I, so. Indeed. Last one. Looking back, what advice you give yourself at age 20? <laughs> I had a lot of wonderful people that I intersected with, and I, I, I probably say I didn't do a good job of staying close with them early. So I'd say, you know, uh, cultivate those relationships. I had some good mentors back then that were kind of people leaning in to try to help me, and I was probably too much of a fool to figure it out at the time. And I think some, there were some amazing folks, and I probably didn't cultivate those relationships. So I said, you know, be, be open and engaged and stay connected. Kevin, for, for, uh, for this conversation, I want to thank you. I appreciated this. This is, this is, I've really enjoyed it. Well, real pleasure, and I'm uh, really honored to be in here in the studio. This thing is cool. You did a heck of a job. We're going to have some fun in here. Yeah, you get are. Get ready. <laughs> Regency's going to get tired of podcasts. Here we go. I love it. Bring it on, man. Kevin, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Your Pets, Our Pets, a podcast series brought to you by Regency Pet, recorded at Regency's Insight Studio.